0: What is up team? Welcome back to the show. Today, we have another Q&A. Now, before we get into the questions, as a listener of this podcast, I appreciate you tremendously. So I wanted to make sure you were the first to know about our Black Friday deal. This is the only time of the year we ever offer any type of deal on coaching. Now, basically what we're offering is if you sign up for four months of coaching with our team, we tack on an extra four weeks for free. If you sign up for six months of coaching we tack on an extra six weeks for free now within that we give you everything you need to lose 20 to 30 pounds and tone up without giving up wine or your favorite foods. so what this looks like first our metabolic priming method so basically this is a flexible nutrition plan that fits your lifestyle our metabolic priming method allows you to diet all more calories and eat the foods you love Plus, it's 10 times easier to maintain your results in the long term because your metabolism is faster than on previous diets. Secondly, you get effective and time efficient training sessions. So really, there's no need to live in the gym or do hours of cardio. We help you work smarter, not harder around here. So our customized training sessions will help you feel toned and confident no matter what you're wearing. Number three, you get our unique total transformation system. Basically, if you're not assessing, you're guessing. So. You'll get daily accountability and tracking for your food, movement, sleep, body measurements, and more to ensure you progress and finally get the results you've always wanted. And then finally, you'll get accountability and one-on-one coaching and support. So we're here in your corner 24-6, so you never feel alone, and all of your questions gets answered. get answered. This means you'll lose the fat quicker and understand how to keep it off without us permanently. Again, this is the only time of the year that we do offer any type of deal on our coaching services. Now, because our rosters are nearly full until we bring on another coach, we are only extending this offer to seven people. So ensuring you're a good fit, really this is very much first come first serve. So. If you've been waiting to pull the trigger on coaching, but are thinking, "Hey, I'll probably wait till the new year," now is time to act. This is literally the only time you will ever get a deal like this on our coaching services. So, if you're interested in learning more, just DM me on Instagram at Jeremiah Bear the the phrase, excuse me, Black Friday to learn more. Okay, without any further ado, and again, just to make sure it's clear, this is limited to seven people. So. Without any further ado, let's go ahead and get into our questions. All right, first question I have, your thoughts on vacuuming exercises, beneficial or not? All right, so basically what she's referring to here, also shout out to Michaela who asked this question just four weeks out from our photo shoot, literally was just reviewing your check-in before recording this, Michaela, you are getting ripped. Um, I'm so stoked for this shoot. But anyways, um, what she's asking about is the stomach vacuum exercise. So basically what we're doing here is if you imagine just pulling your stomach in in a very intense manner, um, that's a stomach vacuum. You'll see a lot of like classic bodybuilders would do this pose where you can really still very much see the core musculature, but it literally looks like there's vacuuming their stomach in in a major way. Now, this is an interesting movement. So if we look at the stomach vacuum, I will say it definitely does have applications, but I for sure... I mean, okay, so if we look at, like, abdominal development, your abs are primarily going to be made up of two main muscle groups that we want to focus on. We have our visible six-pack muscles, which are known as the rectus abdominis, um... Now those are trained by spinal flexion, right? So think crunches, reverse crunches, etc. Right. Whereas we know that isometric contractions aren't really going to do a lot to actually hypertrophy a muscle. So if we want to build bigger, quote unquote, six pack muscles. We need to include cable crunches, leg raise variations, etc. Now, from there, we have our quote unquote deep core muscles. Specifically here, we're going to be talking about the TVA or transverse abdominis, which is much more used for stability. Now, within that, and also if we think about like when we're doing a heavy back squat or a deadlift, that is much more of an isometric hold, right? So to prep for that, isometric holds are much more useful. It's just not the best for like hypertrophying your abs to actually build like bigger visible ab musculature um but if we're looking at it from that perspective one like a, a stomach vacuum is a very good movement to train your tva in the muscles of your deep core so when we look at application of this um it's not necessarily the best movement for ab hypertrophy by any means but it is a very good movement for increasing core stability. Now, again, um, on top of that, I will say like an application, this is a movement that we use a lot. So um, if we look at, in a specific demographic, so a lot of our clients are moms. I would say the majority of our clients are moms. So the thing is, after pregnancy, your core musculature is significantly impacted. Um, women get to the point of having like things like diastasis recti. Now, hopefully, it hasn't had it, it like wasn't that significant of an issue. But a lot of women postpartum even if it's a few years later, still very much like struggling to come back and being able to train normally because of the way that pregnancy impacted their core, right? So typically this is a movement that we'll use in a case like this, because it is very good for strengthening the TVA. And this is pretty like bro science-y, but kind of pulling everything back in. Now, this isn't going to like make up for like, Hey, you need to lose 10 pounds of body fat. But it can tighten up the appearance of your midsection just a bit, potentially. Um, I think that's somewhat debated. But from there, again, just from the perspective of like a lot of mothers postpartum, this is a movement that we are going to use relatively heavily, along with women that are considering or like trying to get pregnant. Whereas this is something that we're doing proactively to really make sure that we strengthen those muscles, the deep core, those TBA muscles to... Um, kind of proactively prevent something like diastasis recti or the splitting of the abdominals. Um, that kind of abdominal coning, we're trying to prevent that from happening by proactively strengthening these muscles. So this is a movement again, because the majority of our clients are moms, there is a good application in that regard, but I wouldn't like if your goal is to get a more defined, more muscular core, I would also make sure to include some spinal flexion with things like cable crunches, um, hanging leg raises, etc. All right, so from there, the next question we have is, any value doing two weeks aggressive cut, half week breaks if can't adhere to slower cuts? All right, so what I would say honestly is, There's nothing per se wrong with that. So like you're doing 14 days of cutting and about four days at a diet break. That said, what I'll say is most people aren't going to need like after just two weeks of cutting, most people aren't going to need a diet break, right? Like what I would say is if you're a fan of aggressive cuts, you're probably by adding in a four-week diet or a four-day diet break every two weeks or like 14 is a cutting four weeks of diet breaking you're basically turning that into again like you'll probably be losing either a pretty similar speed to if you just did a slower or less aggressive cut but we're cutting consistently right because again, that's like four out of every four days out of every 18 where we're not losing any body fat at all. And then it'll typically take one to two days after you get back to the diet just to kind of start to pick up a momentum again. So what I would say is like by like incorporating that long of a diet break that frequently you're actually probably going to be on a pretty similar rate of loss if you were like doing less aggressive but we're just dieting straight through so what i would say is like from that perspective taking diet breaks that frequently just isn't needed i would honestly just like hey i'm going to do an eight week cut a six to eight week cut i'm going to try to lose right around one percent of body weight per week and i'm going to cut straight through or if you feel like you do need um occasional days at maintenance like Those four day breaks aren't going to necessarily do much like in that short of a time frame to help with muscle retention or anything of that nature. Like it's just in this case, I would say it would just be better to like be aggressive, get it done within six to eight weeks. And at most, if you feel like you do need a higher calorie day, maybe once every week or once every other week, take a day at maintenance. Right. And that's like when we are more aggressive, we are more likely to especially like as you get leaner and leaner to give a client a day where they have a refeed. And typically we're going to repair that with your hardest training day or the day before your hardest training day. So that all those calories are much more likely to be sent to, um, basically your body's going to be sending a signal to divert more of those calories taken in to your muscles. Um, when we pair it with those very hard training days or really any training day, but sometimes we'll split it up like that. But again, I would say like within the context of a more aggressive cut, Like by taking that long of a diet break and that frequently, you're really going to slow it down. So it's kind of like a, Hey, we're not really any better off than if we were just doing a little bit less aggressive cut. So I would say at most take like a one day refeed once per week. Again, set that up to be like a six to eight week cut, losing about 1% of body weight per week and just get it done with. Because like here you have kind of the worst of both worlds. You have aggressive dieting for two weeks straight. But then you still, because you're taking a four-week diet break, still have relatively slower fat loss. So, final question we have for today. Best leg curl alternatives for at-home gym? I desperately need to figure out how to develop my hammies in comparison to my quads. Alright, so... The knee flexion, so basically think like any type of leg curl variation where you're pulling your heel close to your butt is probably one of the hardest movements to train at home because it's very hard to replicate like a leg curl without a leg curl machine. So very much like if we look at what you have available to train at home, like we can train lots of squat and lunge variations we can train lots of hinges so if we look at like your posterior your hamstring training specifically your hamstrings have two functions knee flexion which is going to be pulling your heel closer to your butt and hip extension which is going to be basically hinging so think like a barbell romanian deadlift right now to properly train a muscle group to properly train your hamstrings we want to make sure we train both of those functions now it's easy to like there's endless deadlift variations that you can do at home or hinging variations that you can do at home to really train that hip extension pattern along with things like a deficit reverse lunge but when it comes to knee flexion again it's a lot harder to do so similarly when we're looking at that um a hinge is typically, so like a Romanian deadlift is typically going to overload your hamstrings in the lengthened position. So basically it's hardest where you have a large stretch on the hamstrings and it's going to be easiest In the shortened position. So basically at the top of the movement where the hamstrings are fully contracted. Now, a leg curl, we more or less, we typically want that to be the opposite. Because similarly with like training these two functions of the muscle, it's also a good idea for best muscular development to overload a movement and or a muscle group in the lengthened and shortened position. And we'll typically bias lengthened movements more. That's kind of your meat and potatoes. But for best development, we want a lengthened and a shortened bias, right? If we look at, for example, like a chest movement, we would have like a lengthened would be like a dumbbell bench press, a shortened would be like a cable chest fly, right? One's harder when we're in the stretch position, more at the bottom movement, one's harder when we're in that fully contracted position, more at the top, same thing applies here, right? Like a Romanian deadlift is gonna be harder than a lengthened position, and we want that leg curl to be harder in the short position. So if we look at the options we have at home, one we have something like a dumbbell lying leg curl where we're holding a dumbbell between our feet we're extending our legs and curling them up now the problem with that is that movement is much harder at the bottom whereas once that dumbbell gets up to about like the top half of the movement there's just very very little resistance against your hamstrings it just becomes a very easy movement the resistance falls off dramatically so it doesn't do a very good job of overloading that movement so a better option here now on the flip side if we look at like a band leg curl which is another option we could use at home here with a band there's going to be a lot of resistance in the shortened part of the movement so like when our heels are closest to our butt it's going to be pretty hard but the resistance again falls off dramatically through the other half so one good option here is to do a dumbbell banded leg curl right so If you look at that, that means you're holding a dumbbell between your feet. You are going to also have a band around your ankles. So the dumbbell is going to provide a lot of resistance through the first half of the movement, but that resistance from the dumbbell will fall dramatically like as your heels get closer to the butt. But that's really when the band will start to kick in and make the movement a lot more difficult. Now, another thing, the only downside of that is the setup is a little bit more complex. Another good option here I really like is a decline dumbbell leg curl so here basically like most people don't have a decline a bench available so what you can do is just take a flat bench and elevate one end on like one or two 45 pound bumper plates so you still have some type of elevation you're lying face down with your head on the side of the bench that is elevated so basically you're on a decline your head is higher than your knees are now from there what that does by lying on that decline that like even if we're just doing a dumbbell leg curl without the band that is going to improve the resistance profile so we'll have more resistance as our heels get closer to the butt than if we were lying flat now we can make that movement even better if we add the band to it as well so like a dumbbell incline banded leg curl i would say like from for at home training that's going to be my favorite option there that said, like if the setup for that is a little bit too complex, even with just a dumbbell on that decline, the setup is going to be pretty solid. And that's probably going to be my number one choice for training hamstrings at home. From there, another good option is a gliding leg curl. So here, basically you're going to set your barbell up in your squat rack. Um, I would say for most people set it up at about chest height. You're going to, you're going to put your bench out in front of your rack running perpendicular to the rack you're going to push your feet up on the bench you're hanging from the barbell with your feet up on the bench and then you're still performing a leg curl variation so keeping your hips high and pulling your heels towards your butt this is another very very good um way to kind of emulate a leg curl from at home and again that's called a gliding leg curl now from there we have things like swiss ball leg curls which are another pretty solid variation the problem with those is they're pretty easy for most people now one of the biggest keys here is similarly with the gliding leg curl you do want to try to keep your hips high so one problem most one mistake most people make is really let their hips sag whereas throughout this movement we want to try to keep a straight line between our knees hips and shoulders so hips should be high that'll put a lot more tension on the hamstrings throughout this movement but even then, like the, your Swiss ball leg curls are pretty easy for most people. So there we can move on to like a, uh, single leg variation or a towel leg curl is another good option. So a towel leg curl is very similar to a Swiss ball leg curl. You can also do this with like, I've had clients do this with furniture sliders. Um, if you're on a wood floor, you can do this with literally just like in your socks with a towel under your heels. If you're on a carpet, you can use Tupperware lids and they work great as sliders, or of course, furniture sliders work there as well. But again, very similar to the leg curl, here we're just lying on our back, we have our feet on a towel or furniture sliders or whatever it is, you're gonna bridge up. So keeping that straight line between knees, hips, shoulders, extend your legs slowly, pull them back explosively. Now, the problem with that is they are very hard and technique does start to break down very quickly. So I would prefer like a gliding leg curl or a dumbbell leg curl over that. That said, a lot of people that train at home will have like the power block dumbbells, for example. So we can't necessarily do a dumbbell leg curl within that. So I would really say though, like based on what you have available, those are typically going to be my favorite options, but definitely my two favorites are going to be that dumbbell incline leg curl with a band if possible, or that gliding leg curl variation and that is all the questions that we have for today team again if you've been thinking about pulling the trigger on coaching with us now is literally the best time within the next year to do so this is the only time we run any type of deal like this and we are only opening up this up to seven people as our rosters are nearly full until we bring on another coach here so again if that's something that you are interested in dm me black friday at jeremiah bear on instagram and i'll fill you in on what coaching weather team looks like and that is what i have for you guys as always thank you for tuning in